Did you know that over 60,000 new tracks are uploaded to Spotify every single day? That's a new track every 1.4 seconds, and that's just on one platform. With so much music now available, it's more important than ever to stand out from the crowd. So it's not surprising that more artists are starting to use less conventional sonic textures in their music, like field recordings. Perhaps you've always wanted to infuse the sounds of nature or your favourite city into your own tracks, but not having the right gear or knowledge might have held you back. Well, if that's the case, you're going to love the brand new guide I just created, teaching you how to start field recording with just a smartphone. And it's all yours for free at femalediymusician.com forward slash learn with Isabel. Yep, you really do just need a humble smartphone and some minimal extra gear that doesn't have to break the bank to get started with field recording. And I've laid it all out in this handy five-point checklist. So download it for free at femalediymusician.com forward slash learn with Isabel and elevate your music to the next level. There will always be points in our career where we have the opportunity to invest a little time, money or guts into our music and sometimes that may feel like a risk. But if you don't, you won't give yourself the space to grow into the musician and the success that you deserve. Not taking those scary next steps keeps us small. So face those decisions head on. Deep down, you know what to do. Hello and welcome to Girls Twiddling Knobs. My name's Isabel and over the last decade, my self-produced and self-released music has amassed over 25 million Spotify streams. I also have a PhD in sonic arts, but I wasn't always this confident with music tech. In fact, I still hear those self-doubt gremlins in my head from time to time. I started this podcast to help more female-identifying musicians start recording and producing their music and learn from other women making music with technology. If that's your cup of tea, then you're in the right place, my friend. Let's dive in. So today's episode is coming straight from the heart, Knob Twiddlers. It's a special bonus episode I wanted to record for you all about making big, bold and even scary decisions because, well, they're important as a musician if we want to keep growing and developing as an artist. And I felt like right now, as January is coming to a close, would be a good time to have this conversation with you because, well, you might have wanted to make 2023 a special year for your music. You might have even drawn up some of those dreaded New Year's resolutions in order to make that happen that went something like record my music or do more gigs. But now January is nearly over, you may still have not done much about it. You may be aware that you're sticking in a comfort zone and your music needs a little shaking up and you'd love 2023 to be the year that this actually happens. But so far, as we reach the close of January, maybe you're still playing it safe. Maybe I'm saying all of this and you're thinking, hmm, I hadn't thought about it like that, but now you mention it, maybe I do need to be a bit braver as an artist and do something that scares me, but I know will help me get to the next step in my artistic journey. Perhaps you even have a really clear idea of what that artistic risk might be, what the next big brave step is, but you just don't know if you're ready to take it. And that's why inside this bonus episode, we're going to get into how to know when it's time to take a risk, take the plunge or get out of your comfort zone as a musician. 
Together, we'll unpack the types of big decisions you might face, especially as a woman in music, and how to know it's time to be brave and just go for it, especially as we're still at the beginning of 2023. Sound good? Okay, let's do it. So first things first, let's look at the most common, big, bold decisions most musicians will have to make at some point in their career. First up, we're talking actually performing in front of people. Believe me, I know how scary this can feel. And even if you're a seasoned pro, it can still feel daunting getting back on stage after taking a break from playing live. But it's, of course, just a reality for many musicians and something most of us have to face up to if we're going to get our music heard by others and grow our careers and opportunities. Now, the next biggest leap we'll likely have to face is releasing our music. This is similar to having to take the plunge with performing live, but comes with the added pressure of your music being available to listen to multiple times and by people potentially all over the world. In many ways, releasing music can feel even more vulnerable than performing live because how and when people experience your music is largely taken out of your control. It's for this reason that releasing music and having it up there for everyone to hear forever is a big step many musicians put off for months or even years. Lastly, another big bold decision many musicians have to make is if it's time to call it quits with a band or collaborator. This can feel excruciating as it may involve a difference of opinion or momentarily upsetting someone else. It might also involve you feeling exposed as you go alone in music without the support and familiarity of playing with your bandmates or music partner. Hence why this can feel like a massive and gut-wrenching decision to have to make. Now, these are just three of the biggest decisions you'll likely face as a musician, and there are many more, but I'd now just like to focus on a couple that tend to affect women in music in particular. So perhaps the biggest boldest decision you might have to make as a woman specifically is if and how to call out sexist, inappropriate or disrespectful behaviour. And it may seem cynical or pessimistic to flag this above all else for women specifically, but unfortunately research does indicate that the music industry still has a long way to go before women can truly take it for granted that they will be treated with respect and given the same opportunities as their male counterparts. I believe we're moving in the right direction, but as women in music, sexism and discrimination is still something we may encounter. I've left some links to the research on misogyny in the music industry in this episode's show notes in case you're interested. But when it comes to recognising and confronting sexism or toxic behaviour in music, it can take a level of clarity and assertiveness that can feel very difficult to master. This could be one of the biggest, boldest, bravest things you might ever have to do in your career. And to be honest, I probably should have just put this one in the all musicians section of this episode because we all need to call this type of behaviour out. It shouldn't just be left to women. But if you often wish you could be more assertive holding others to account or just in music tech spaces in general, definitely check out episode number 56 of the podcast where I set out a method for doing so. I've added a link to the episode show notes. Another big, bold, scary decision many women in music find themselves being confronted with is learning to become more independent as an artist. This can take many forms, including learning more about social media and online marketing or getting our finances in order, including royalties. But perhaps one of the most profound ways women find more freedom and independence in their music is by learning how to record and produce it themselves. Like I've said many times on this podcast before, this doesn't mean always doing everything ourselves. 
For some musicians, just learning the fundamentals of the recording process will enable them to be more independent in their careers. But I know that for many women in music, working up the courage to develop these skills could be a big deal. And as this podcast is all about exactly that, I had to include this in the conversation. Many female musicians feel paralysed by how long they imagine it will take to learn a new skill, like recording and producing music, while others are worried about how much money they imagine they have to spend on recording gear. And many women worry that even if they work out the time and gear, maybe they'll never be able to record themselves to a professional standard, or that sharing music they've self-recorded will automatically make them a target for mansplaining and patronising comments. This is why it can take some courage to take the leap and actually learn to self-record and produce your music. It can feel like a big deal, just like all the other big decisions I've already mentioned in this episode so far. So now we're clear on what we mean by a big, bold, scary decision in the context of a music career or just life spent making music, however you look at it. Let's get into the real meat of this bonus episode, which is how to make these decisions. How can you know if you should take the leap, jump off the deep end and do something brave as a musician, especially in 2023? How do you know it's time to get out of your comfort zone and take your scary next step or if it's just not the right time or right path for you? Well, I have two exercises I'm going to share with you now that will help you get clarity on exactly this. And I'm going to use a couple of the examples from above to illustrate them too. But before we dive in, it might be a good idea to just quickly have a think about what big, bold and even scary decision you might have to make in your music. Perhaps as I've been talking, there's something I've mentioned that really resonates with your current situation. Perhaps you've outgrown a band, for example, and you want to be more assertive with your boundaries with a musical colleague or maybe even finally release your music. But it could be something different. Maybe nothing's coming up immediately to mind. That's okay too. You can listen to how I apply the following techniques to the two examples I've mentioned. But just have a little check-in with yourself in case you have a decision you'd like to apply the following exercises to in the next few weeks or months because it will make it even more powerful. So this first one is a technique I've shared on the podcast before, but we're going to specifically apply it to making bold decisions as a musician. In this first exercise, you're going to make that scary decision. And the example I'm going to use here is, should I leave my band and go it alone as a solo artist? By all means, use your own real life example. But just to illustrate this exercise, I'm using this one. Should I leave my band and go it alone as a solo artist in 2023? Let's just say. Now that you have the key question in your mind, we're going to ask this question to your heart. If you're thinking, how do I do that? All you have to do is say the words in your head, but while you're doing so, also become aware of your heart. Once you've asked your heart the question, notice if there's a feeling of expanding or contracting there. So in this instance, I'd ask the question, should I leave my band or go alone as a solo artist? And I would ask that to my heart. I would ask it like I'm speaking it to my heart. And once you've asked your heart the question, you notice if there's a feeling of expanding and contraction. If it feels like contracting, your heart's going to send a sense of tension, maybe smallness, being trapped or being restricted and even just pure fear. If it's expansive, your heart's going to send a signal of openness, joy, freedom, growth, 
And it may take a few attempts to get a clearish sense of this. But once you tap into the sensation your big decision evokes inside, this is a great indication as to whether you should take that big, bold next step. In the example of leaving a band and going solo, if that musician felt the expansiveness sense in of freedom, openness and growth, this is definitely the right pathway for them. Even if there's a peppering of fear in there, the fact it's an expansive feeling attached to growth and freedom indicates it's a fear of something new and exciting, not something that's just plain wrong for them. If that musician felt a sense of dread or restriction when they posed that question, perhaps leaving their band to go solo isn't the right choice for them. Perhaps they're only asking themselves this because they feel pressured to make their name as a solo artist, but deep down they know they love being part of a group. This is a great exercise to get a sense of what truly feels right deep down. And by the way, if you use this technique and your heart feels a little scared by the decision you're offering it, this doesn't automatically signal that it's wrong. If the fear is just about change in general or fucking up, then ask yourself this question. If everything went perfectly for me, then how would that feel? So you ask that question, so should I leave my band and go solo as an artist, for example, and maybe you're not quite sure and there's some fear coming up. Then ask your heart this question, but if everything went perfectly for me, then how would that feel? Many of us are habitual pessimists who jump into that would never work for me narratives before we give ourselves a chance to try. So use this exercise to just try it out inside your heart. Now, for the second exercise, we're going to be doing something a little different, and that's actually imagining we made the decision already. So hold that big, bold, scary decision in your mind again. For this exercise, I'm going to use the example of someone deciding whether or not to learn to self-record and produce their music in 2023. For example, let's get super specific. If you're listening to this episode as it goes out live, my five-day home recording Kickstarter challenge is open for registration right now. So maybe this person is weighing up whether or not to take part. Maybe you're weighing up whether or not to take part. Maybe you're sick of relying on other people to get your music out of your head and into release worthy music that you can share with people and build your career and your opportunities. Perhaps you've been worrying whether you'll actually have the time to make the most out of it and you realise that it's way past your skill level. By the way, I can guarantee you this challenge does not require a lot of your time and I've specifically designed it for total beginners. But, you know, you might have been worrying about this nevertheless. Take that big, bold decision and tell your brain you've gone and done it. It may even help to start writing a fake text to someone saying, so guess what? I only went and fill in the blank. So in the example I'm giving, this person or you might write a fake text saying, so guess what? I only went and signed up for Isabel Anderson's home recording Kickstarter challenge. If it's enough to just imagine you've taken the decision to go for it, that's all good. But use the fake text technique if you think it will help to actually see it written down. Send it to a close friend even, if that will make it feel even more real. Now check in to see how that feels. Do you have an immediate sense of relief, excitement or peace? If so, it's probably a scary next step you definitely should take. Or do you have a sense of dread or regret? This is a sign it's probably not the right thing for you right now, or maybe ever at all. 
Take the example of someone trying to decide whether to register for the home recording Kickstarter with me. Maybe they write that text and send it to a friend and they look at it in black and white and realise how liberating it feels to take their music making well and truly into their own hands. Maybe this person looks at that text and feels a deep sense of regret, though. I mean, in all honesty, there's very few reasons you would regret signing up for the home recording Kickstarter with me, dear listener. But let's just imagine for a second if that person, you, knows that deep down that self-recording and producing their music doesn't feel empowering at all and that instead it just feels like a massive headache, then this may not be the right big, bold next step for you. That maybe you feel excited by the idea of a new creative challenge this year. Perhaps you're, you realise that taking part in this challenge gives you the confidence boost and community support you've been craving deep down for a long, long time, even if it also feels a little bit new and exciting and t- maybe a tiny bit scary. Perhaps it feels really empowering to be investing in your skills and creative development and like a real symbol of self-love and self-belief. Whatever big, bold, scary next step you're thinking of taking, tricking your brain into thinking you've made the decision can be a great way to really know how you feel about it and cut through all the noise going on in your head. The last thing I want to flag is what happens after you've made your decision. What happens after you've taken a leap of faith or gone down a new path in your music? Because that decision isn't just made in that moment of doing the thing. It's also something that unfolds over time. Take the example of calling someone out for sexist remarks or inappropriate behaviour. Even if you checked in with these exercises and decided it was the right thing to do, you might still have second thoughts. And even if you still decide to go ahead and have that conversation with the person about something they've said or done or take it to a person in a position of authority, you still might second guess whether you did the right thing, especially if there's any questioning or backlash from other people. In this instance, I would come back to the first exercise I shared. Ask your heart if you did or are doing the right thing. Sure, it may feel hard or painful, but does your heart know it's the right thing to do? That in the long run, it will help you grow and be open to your best future. If so, you know you're doing the right thing, even if it feels difficult and uncomfortable right now. It's really important to remember that decisions unfold over time and you can change your mind on something, but you can also keep checking in for that grounded guidance inside of yourself. And that is our bonus show. I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode on making big, bold, scary decisions in your music. Whatever your next step is that you're debating whether or not to take, try the two exercises I've shared today on whether it's the right thing for you. No one else can know this for you. It is up to you to check in with yourself on a deep level. And no musician can avoid these types of decisions, I'm afraid, dear listener. There will always be points in our career where we have the opportunity to invest a little time, money or guts into our music. And sometimes that may feel like a risk. But if you don't, you won't give yourself the space to grow into the musician and the success that you deserve. Not taking those scary next steps keeps us small. So face those decisions head on. Deep down, you know what to do. Now, I'll be back on Thursday with our regular weekly episode. But till then, take care and I'll catch you here soon.
Girls Twiddling Knobs is hosted and produced by me, Isabel Anderson, with production support from Jade Bailey. The show notes are compiled by Francesca O'Connor, and this is a Female DIY Musician production. So, how do you like that episode, dear listener? If you loved it, and you know someone else who would love it too, be a good friend and share it with them. Go on, spread the girls' twiddling knobs love.